Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we have gathered together, you have gathered us here today. We pray that you bless us and encourage us. We pray that where we need comfort, you bring us that comfort. Where we need enlightenment, you enlighten our minds and our hearts. And Lord, remind us yet again of your continual love that you have for all people. And help us, help us to see what it means to be your disciples. People who are loved by you and people who carry your love in the world. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 we heard, I keep asking that the, Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. The Christian life is one of continually growing in knowledge of Christ. It's continually of exploring and discovering who Jesus is. And it's a little bit like thinking about this, living with Jesus. Living with Jesus is one of continual growth. And one of the things you discover if you ever move into a house with somebody is that you discover a lot more about them, good and bad. You discover things that you never knew. You could have been friends beforehand. And you discover lots about them, but they also discover lots about you, your habits, your good and bad habits. And you can probably recall that when you first, if you're married, when you first got married and moved in or when you shared a house, some of the surprises you had about people. Some good and not so good. Well, imagine if you were a boarder at Geelong Grammar in the 1960s and King Charles, the future King Charles, happened to come down. I don't know if you're aware, but King Charles, when he was prince, did two terms at Geelong Grammar, particularly at Mountaintop. Right? And he shared a room with somebody. And the person he shared a room with said he was a pretty average sort of bloke. Right? We got along and we still get along and we talk and we, we have a talk every now and again. Um, another person said that when he was at Geelong Grammar, he wasn't much of an athlete, but he gave everything a go. He got involved. He did have a bodyguard, but, it, but he had stress that he wanted his bodyguard to fit in with everybody else, so he had to drive a Holden car. And another person said, well... There was something about him. Um, he liked, was a bit of a stickler for rules. We were smoking in the boiler room one day and he came in and told us to put it out. Then he walked out and then he came back and he said, give me the whole pack, we can't be smoking. Imagine living with him. Right? Imagine if he said, I'm going to turn up to your place tomorrow. Well, how about even as I said at the start, imagine if Jesus said he was going to physically move into your house tomorrow. Well, the good news is Jesus does live with us and he's present with us all the time. And some people, because they have a a, a bad image of a king, sometimes get a bit worried about when we talk about King Jesus. They usually either have the bad image of a ruthless king, a dictator, or somebody who's got pomp and ceremony. But that's not the way to discover who King Jesus is. The better way is to continually have this relationship with us a relationship that we can have because God, Jesus has promised to be with us forever. That he promises us in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20, he says these words to his disciples, which are also to us. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. The truth is that King Jesus is with us every day. The problem is sometimes we want to put him on a shelf or like our Christmas stuff, put it away until just certain times of the year. Sometimes we can be embarrassed about it. But the reality is that he is with us and he knows everything about us. But there is an advantage of us being aware of his presence. Because not only is King Jesus with us, he lives in us. He lives in us as we engage through the scriptures, as we engage through him with worship, as we allow him to affect who we are and how we approach life. As we take seriously what our baptism is about, that God has made us a promise to be with us forever and that we are one of his children. Paul puts it this way when he's writing to the church in Galatia. He says this, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not quite sure if you think about Christ living in you, but every time his word affects you, every time the approach of Christ, God's love affects you, that's Christ living in you. And with Christ living with us, Christ living in us, Christ living with us, it's something for us to be thankful for and to be thankful for regularly. And I encourage you to take that time regularly to thank thank God that Christ is with us and in us. That King Jesus is with us and present. In our reading earlier, the first few verses said this, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. But not only giving thanks that Christ is with you, but also giving thanks that Christ is with others. That Christ is with others. And encourage people to know that. Now our problem is, is that we're also affected by other things that are going on around us. We're affected by thing, people who don't believe in Jesus. We're affected by ideas that don't believe in Jesus. We're affected by sin at work in the world. We're affected by terrible things happening in the world. And if we are not engaged with God's word and we're not engaged with Christ in the scriptures, we can sometimes think that God has deserted us. Because we get this view, we take on an Eastern philosophy that um, if we do good, God will make our life nice and easy and comfortable. But that's not what God says to us in the scriptures. What we see in the God in the scriptures is that God's going to be with us throughout the difficulties. As Psalm 23 reminds us, this week, um, Angel's sister was buried. Angel's sister, Barak for the Rabbitohs, and I made this comment for those who follow NRL, um, being a Christian is a lot like being a supporter of the Rabbitohs. Sometimes you have great times to celebrate and sometimes you have some miserable times. But it's during those miserable times that we can be assured that God is still with us. And that's what Jesus does as our King. 
He's not just interested in us because we're nice, good people. He's interested in us because he loves us and even when we're at our worst, he is with us. And so we can be thankful. We can be thankful that God is with us. And with King Jesus living with us, probably that highlight that I made at the start is important to remember. With Jesus continually living with us, we have access to him, we can listen to him, we can take notices of him and we know God better. In fact, the best way to know God is to look and listen to Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 as our starting verse says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I don't know if you've ever had this experience with somebody, but sometimes we have heard about somebody. Sometimes we've been at distance from somebody and we've made a judgment about them without really knowing them. And then something's happened in our life where we've actually had to spend time with them and we discover our judgment wasn't correct or our judgment gets shaped differently because we get to truly know them. And this is the benefit of us being open to who God is through Jesus. As we read the scriptures, as we worship together, as we hear the stories, as we listen to what Jesus does, take notice. And as you hear those think this is God at work, God at work in the world for you. I found it interesting that our Old Testament reading, um, whilst it's set down for Christ the King Sunday from Ezekiel, talked about a shepherd and talked about that shepherd being one who cares. And if you go into the Old Testament, you have this view of kings, you have good and bad kings, and what makes them a difference is the good kings cared for their people, the bad kings didn't. And we can be assured that Jesus is a good king, one who cares for you and cares for us. And the most significant sign of that, as I mentioned in the children's talk, was his actions on the cross. His actions on the cross for you, which done something you could never do for yourself, but gave you the gift of forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And so what happens with King Jesus being with us It gives us guaranteed hope. Not just a wishful hope, but a guaranteed hope. He secures the future, the inheritance that he promises us, that God promises us. Because of Jesus, you can be assured that you have a place in his heavenly kingdom. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And so as we live on this earth, we will experience struggles, we will experience difficulties, but we can be assured that God is with us through the ordinary, the difficult and the good times. And can I encourage you never to forget that? This week I've been um, listening to um, an audible book, which you can read, which was by Bonhoeffer's Life Together. And this constant theme kept coming up that God is with us. But we also, if God is with us, we are to be with other Christians. 
Because it's through the Christian community that God continues to remind us that he is with us in a variety of ways. But ultimately, the purpose of God being with us is to remind us of this guaranteed hope. This guaranteed hope that he has secured to us for us through his suffering and death on the cross. And so this means for us as we live, as we live with King Jesus with us, we are exposed to his ultimate power. Paul uses four different words to talk about this ultimate power in Ephesians chapter 1, 19 to 21. And his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also the one to come. God's power of grace and love is what gives you, what gives me, what gives all people who trust in him eternal life. It's this power that he uses for good in a way that is for, in a good way, is why we can worship King Jesus, knowing that he is a down-to-earth king that is prepared to go out of his way to do whatever is needed so we can live with him forever. You see, his focus is not about himself, but about you and me and all people. Because King Jesus uses his power to save, to save people. From Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. So today, as we think about Jesus being our king, as we read about it and stated our faith, remember that Jesus says our king is not about one of oppressing us, but one about blessing us. It's not about one about trying to control and dictate to us, but about one of giving us love and grace and saying that his grace and love will have power over anything else ultimately. And so we can be assured that we do have a future to look forward to. So what does this mean for us as we live our life, live this life of faith? Well, first of all, Recognise the presence of Jesus every day in your life. Recognise that Jesus is present. And there's little things you can do to do that. One of it is simply reflecting, reflecting on your day and ask that question, where have I seen God at work today? Now that's not always reliable, particularly if we think only God works in certain ways. but recognise the presence of Jesus and that's why Bible studies and devotions each day are helpful. That's why a time of prayer is helpful. That's time weekly worship is helpful. And that's why spending time with other Christians regularly is helpful. Talking about faith, listening to faith. You know, on Tuesdays when we gather for Bible studies on Zoom, we have a small group of people who join us on Zoom and you're always welcome, but what happens is they don't talk about just a couple of things. It's not a lecture, it's a talk about life and a talk about how this scripture that we're looking at relates to life. 
And so can I encourage you to think about recognising the presence of Jesus every day in your life. Keep discovering more about God by really living with Jesus. Keep thinking of, this is God. If you want to understand God, keep looking at Jesus to discover more about God. And thirdly, trust in God's ultimate power, a power that through love has secured your faith. Because as we live, we have this king that's living with us who keeps loving us. And so I wish to conclude with this following final thought. King Jesus is the ultimate superhero. He always uses his power for our eternal good. He uses his power to give hope to the hopeless, to the most hopeless, to love even the most unlovable, to save the worst of sinners and to secure your place in heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift that you have given us, a life to live. Lord, help us to take seriously this life and remind us that you are always present with us. Help us to remember that what happens on this earth, you have ultimate power over. And Lord, where we're going through struggles, where we see struggles in our family, our friends, in our life, that we place them into your hands and control. And as you say in the scriptures, may you use the bad situations we face for good. Lord, we also thank you. We thank you that we can always trust in you as our king because you are a caring and loving king. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.